storming over the top. Nature's trip accelerates. McDonald hasn't flinched yet. And here he comes, Adamo. He let loose in a stride. But incentivized is coming away. Hello and welcome back to the Sitting Ducks podcast review of Queen Elizabeth Day. Well, uh, interesting result in the uh, highlight of the day, the Queen Elizabeth. Um, but no, overall, I thought it was uh, a great day of racing. Um, the track, heavy 10, seemed to be like all the on-pace horses were winning. You definitely didn't want to be back past midfield and you wanted to be coming down you know, off the rail. You didn't want, you wanted to be outside lanes for pretty much onwards and maybe lanes 12 plus for Nashville Wheeler. Um, as a whole, I think you want to be careful about these races. Like a lot of them, they've ran good time, but this was their grand final. Like everyone's peaking for today, trying to win the big, win the big prize money. So horses that you're taking from this, just be a little bit careful with just because they're probably going to regress. Like they've had their peak, now coming off a, a really heavy track, you know, that's also why it's hard to take uh, take a few out because they're coming off that really heavy track. Um, peaking. So, yeah, just be a bit careful. Obviously, some can win again, but I wouldn't be taking a lot out of this with confidence. Uh, we'll get straight into race four, the group two, Percy Sykes. They went bang on the class average, two lengths slower to the 600, then they've come home pretty fast, last 400 and 200. Paris Dior wins the race, fastest last 200 of the race, and fifth of the day. Progressive Horse now has finally put up a really good figure, was in the inferior lane and still wins. I think she could be definitely a horse to follow in the future. Uh, Willinga Beast is really good too, $8.50 into $5. Only uh, she's second start and she's ran really well look to be there at one stage uh she's the question mark on these good tracks but if she handles them she's going to be one to follow going forward yeah but pretty much these two gap the rest so they're the ones i want to be following from this race and i think out of a few of these races these ones will be all right they haven't gone out really fast they've you know crawled around and then just had to sprint home so they're definitely two i'd want to be following uh in the future we get straight into race five, the Group 2 Arrowfield Sprint, four-horse field. Race has gone pretty poor, but they've come home really quick. It's a hard race to, you know, go good timing when there's four reviews and you're all kind of just playing, playing around. No one's really doesn't have any – they go to a lot more tactics is what I'm trying to say. When, you know, you have a four-horse field, you don't want to just go out and leave them all behind because they'll be chasing you. It's Yeah, so it's hard to put up good time when there's a small, small field. Um yeah, so they actually went out 15 lengths slower to the 600. They came home pretty fast, but you'd want them to. Marzu, fastest last 600, 400, uh, 200 of the day. Pulelli was maybe the disappointing, but I don't know if she really enjoyed this really heavy track. In the Congo, I want to see him on a faster tempo. Don't know where he goes now, but I think he might be going into a race on the all-age stakes, maybe. Seven-day backup. Um, definitely a chance there, but this stage i'm with forbidden love not a race i'm too keen to follow though overall but any of these once again you can follow them because they haven't been busted up they've just had a slow tempo and had to sprint home so yeah you can probably stick with these first two races you take a few out of there um race six the group one australian oaks this race is rated really well 5.5 lengths inside the class went out fast came home fast um Ride 
I think, wins the race for El Patroness. I think Hugh Bowman lost it for Honeycreeper. You've got a really fit... You've got the fit horse on the scene. Absolutely brained him. Not last Saturday, the Saturday before. So you've got a seven-day backup horse coming from heavy to heavy track. Why would you go and sit her back fourth last on a day where you can't make ground? I don't know if there was instructions to do that, but yeah, didn't think that was a great decision at all. Probably cost her the race because she was coming through the line really well. Yeah, just blows my mind when they do that. Um, anyway... William Pike showed see Pikey goes or Gypsy Goddess was too far back last time. Grand final now. Let's go forward. William Pike showed initiative on Gypsy Goddess. Goes forward up on speed. Runs second. Just had one going better than her in El Patroness. And she was, you know, tucked away in that first five or six, just on the rail, just buying time. Finally got out. Not a horse who's been like I would have never even looked at her. Like she has been racing awfully in Melbourne. Comes down here and does that. So you just I don't know who where they go now or who to follow, but as a whole, probably just going to bin the race and wait till we see them again. Race seven now, the Group 1 Sydney Cup. Race once again gone huge. Eight lengths inside the class. Knights order leads. This is what I'm talking about. Seven-day backup, fit horse, heavy-to-heavy track, likely leader. Absolutely smokes him in the end. Wins pretty easy. Shiraz was the only you know one coming. And still, I think Knights order held its ground pretty well. Once again, another race. Very interesting what they do from here coming off these wet tracks. Um, Knight's Order probably get probably runs in the Melbourne Cup at the end of the year, so don't know what they do with him now. But yeah, would definitely be against him in the Melbourne Cup. This is just a horse who was perfectly set up on Saturday. It annoys me because I was look like I've kicked up for him and then I haven't backed him on the day. It's just it's just stupid sometimes. Anyway. Moving on to the highlight of the day, race eight, the group one, Queen Elizabeth Stakes. They've gone pretty fairly, 0.8 lengths outside the class. Ride of the year, though, by Nash and Think It Over. Takes it to the outside rail, beats home Zaki. In saying that, Zaki stamps himself as the best tooth out, probably 14 to 1,400 to 2,000 metre horse in the country. The ride, you know, he only got beaten because Nash was just so brave and doing it. Animo was disappointing. Forgive him in the wet. He'll be back in the spring. He can win. Juaz just couldn't in repeat her peak figure, so probably another one you just take. She'll be taken out, come back in the spring. Probably going to be a good horse. Montefilia was the one supporting the market. Definitely regressed from her figure last start, and V could be gone entirely. Maybe they come back for the spring for one more. Think it over. Really good. Um, I wouldn't say he's not a wet tracker. I just think others go a bit better on the wet track, but... Getting to that outside part was just so smart of Nash. Wonder if he does it, if he's on a short price favorite. Like if he's, you know, even within $10, say, you know, a $2 to $10 chance, do you go out and do that? Don't think he would. Think he's going, well, you know, I'm 46 bucks. Why not have a horse who, you know, I know goes better on a good track. Let's get him into the outside conditions. Because if he sticks to the inside, Zaki probably wins by two to three lengths. Hence why I think overall he's the best horse in the country. It's going to be interesting to see uh, a few of these probably clash again in the Cox Plate, probably Animo and Zaki. And VA, if she's still there, hopefully incentivizes back then and we'll probably have another one of the races of the year. Moving on to the race line, Group 2, Sydney, Queen of the Turf. Um, race has gone well again, five lengths inside the class. The two on speed horses fight it out at odds. Nimely. Has its peak figure now, wins the race. Ana Visto got back to her best, thought she was good. 
and Yonce was uh, good for a first time on the heavy track. Those three, I mean, Nimley, I don't know if she's a group one horse, got conditions to suit, third up there, you know, peaks and wins. Whether she can do that again, I don't know. Don't know what they do with Ana Vista. She can definitely win a group one. If that's a good track on Saturday, I think she would have absolutely blitzed him. Um, it was, and Yonce is the, you know, the progressive horse. She did really well. Um, first loss for her, but she'll be back. And we'll just quickly touch on race 10, the group two. I forgot the name of it. Um, give me a sec. Um, having a shocky here, race 10. It was the Sapphire State, sorry about that. Yeah, went out slow. Um, came home pretty well. They've gone 4.3 lengths outside the class. Bella Nipatina, great ride by J-Mac. Probably the only one I want to follow out of that race. She's got a lot more upside than any of the other ones. You know, finally they know, you know, go forward and look what happens. You've seen all the horses winning going forward, so you finally do it, and she wins the race. Um, Emanate ran really poorly. Something must have happened to him. I haven't looked at the stewards report. I... Would hope so because he was awful. He was gone at like the 600. Um, won't even touch on no minds in. Sure things. They just went nowhere. Another big weekend coming up. Um, think I've got a, a few good bets this weekend. I wasn't going into Saturday too confident, but I was confident in Animo and that just, yeah, didn't go to plan. Um, so, yeah, I'll see you Thursday for the preview. But it's Persan at the clock tower. Persan. What a prep it's having, and it's going to run in the cup. 